your Bibles. To the New Testament. To the book of James. I want to read a scripture that we read last week as a beginning of where we're going to go this week. Is God moving in your life? Amen. I heard this morning, this is a cool piece of trivia. Becky and Amy were baptized some 42 years ago. Now don't dwell on the fact that they're older than 42. But that's a cool thing to remember. Together. Awesome. Praise God. They came to know Jesus. We're baptized into Jesus. Amen? That's a, that's a, that's, you should be excited. You remember your baptism? You need to. If you can't, maybe we need to talk about it. Are you, are you all awake this morning? You know, we did toe-tapping music. It didn't put you to sleep. Surely, goodness, right? Been a tough week? Tired? Now I sound like a commercial for some medication. <laughs> We're not to come to church to sleep, are we? No. James chapter 1, verse 27. We read it last week. Religion that God our Father accepts as pure and faultless is this, to look after orphans and widows in their distress <clears throat> and to keep oneself from being polluted by the world. That's the New International Version. Pure religion, to keep oneself from being polluted by the world. To keep oneself from being polluted by the world. Some other translations, unstained by the world. Not being judgmental, but I believe all of us in this room and those joining us online and beyond have probably been polluted and stained by the world. In the simplest of ways, maybe. In the simplest of ways. We hear those words polluted and stained, and we think of the big stuff. Oh, that's not me. That's not me. I go to church. I read my Bible. I pray. Pay my tithe. I'm good. Think again. Think again. It is almost impossible for us to live in this world and not be somewhat polluted or stained by it. Okay, Mark, I'll give you that, but it's just, I'm just a little bit. I'm just, it's just a little stain. Just a little polluted. But you know what happens? With that little bit, opens the door for a lot more. It allows a weakness to be within ourselves and within our spirits and our souls and our lives. That little bit we need to be very concerned about because it opens the door for the deceiver himself to come in. And he'll take a little bit. He'll take a little bit <coughs> knowing that with that little bit he can make it a lot more. Sometimes without us even recognizing it. Pure 
religion. Religion that God our Father, James 1 says, accepts as pure and faultless is this. To look after orphans and widows in their distress and to keep oneself from being polluted by the world. <coughs> Excuse me. Now flip over to James chapter 4. <clears throat> As we were driving on Monday up to Fort Wayne. Well, first of all, priorities here. Terry goes, hey, isn't this the way to Ivanhoe's? I said, well, yeah, we do pass the exit to Ivanhoe's, which for most of you know is the ice cream store that's been around forever by Taylor University. It has literally a hundred different shakes, a hundred different Sundays. Now I sound like an advertisement for Ivanhoe's. And then it had, I counted, 25 hard ice creams you could choose from, plus sandwiches and all that good stuff. So I, we went on a few more miles, and I said, so is that where you want to go for lunch or for dinner? She goes, well, if only if it works. <laughs> set up, set up, set up. So as we went on down the road a few more miles, she had her Bible study book with her. And she read some passages out of it and quotes, and we started to talk about it. And this one that we're going to share today from James chapter 4 is in it. And she goes, had you ever, thank you so much, have you, have you ever noticed this scripture, Mark, the bluntness of it? She goes, in our study, we looked at it, and all of us agreed that this is a powerful text that we need to understand and know where we're at because it has lots and lots and lots of implications. So look with me in James chapter 4, and we're going to begin in verse 1. It says this, What causes fights and quarrels among you? Don't they come from your desires that battle within you? You want something, but don't get it. You kill and covet, but you cannot have what you want. You quarrel and fight. You do not have because you do not ask God. When you ask, when you ask, you do not receive because you ask with wrong motives. That you may spend what you get on your pleasures. You adulterous people. Don't you know that friendship with the world is hatred toward God? Let me read that again. You adulterous people, don't you know that friendship with the world is hatred, hatred toward God? Anyone who chooses to be a friend of the world becomes an enemy of God. Or do you think Scripture says without reason that the Spirit He caused to live in us envies intensely? But He gives us more grace. That is why Scripture says God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. The remedy, beginning in verse 7, submit yourselves then to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Come near to God and he will come near to you. Wash your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, 
You double-minded grieve, mourn, and wail. Change your laughter to mourning and your joy to gloom. Humble yourselves before the Lord and He will lift you up. Brothers, do not slander one another. Anyone who speaks against his brother or judges him speaks against the law and judges it. When you judge the law, you are not keeping it, but sitting in judgment on it. There is only one lawgiver and judge, and the one who is able to save and destroy, but you. Who are you to judge your neighbor? (coughs) May God's blessing be upon the reading of his word. I want to go back up. Because I want us to see the scriptures in its truest form. Romans tells us that for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. There's no asterisk there to take you to the bottom of the page that says, oh, this category is exempt. You're okay. It says the word for all. So, By virtue of what the Word of God says in Romans, that for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, will you agree with me this morning or at least humor me and say, we're all in that bucket? Not because of what Mark says. That's what the Bible says. Because see, this this is where I think we're struggling in our world today, is that we read the Bible, we'll quote the Bible, but we have a problem believing the Bible. Oh, we say we don't. But our lives reflect a whole other aspect. And that's where I want us to see here in James something that jumped out as it jumped out at those ladies in that Bible study. So too when Cherry read it to me. It says, you adulterous people, don't you know that friendship with the world is hatred toward God? Anyone who chooses to be a friend of the world becomes an enemy of God. I'm not sure about you, but as I read that over and over, as I heard Terry read it to me, and as we've discussed it since then, and as I've prayed about it, there's only two categories here. Two. Not multiples. Not gray area. Not new categories created by man and approved by governments and and movements and protests and social media. If we here today and online believe that God's word is God's word and it's what we must live by, then we have to go by it and we have to believe it and then we have to proclaim it like it is. This says that Friendship with the world is hatred toward God. So any friendship toward the world is hatred toward God. Because that's what the Bible says, yes? That's a tough one to swallow, isn't it? Because we all go, well, this is, I like this. But, you know, we are so quick and so good today at doing exactly what the father of darkness wants us to do. And that's to deceive one ourselves and to justify to ourselves and to the world why we can still have our toe in the water of the world and be a friend of it 
and yet still proclaim God as God of creation. But according to James, that's not possible. That friendship with the world is hatred toward God. Anyone who chooses to be a friend of the world becomes what? An enemy of God. There is no other category listed here. You're either for him, with him, and all about him, or you're not. If you're trying to play the line, you're in trouble. You've already chosen your side. Today, we must be a people that are consistent, not only in what we say and what we say we believe, but we must be consistent in how we live it. And therein lies the struggle for all of us that we seek the power of Almighty God through His Holy Spirit to be able to live in this world and to proclaim that we, we are with God and not of the world. Now some will say, Mark, how do, you, how do you do that? Do you just become a total radical or a recluse or, or whatever else? You know, what, what do we do? Do we become an Elijah or, or a Moses or an, any? Do we have to put on a sackcloth and put ashes all over us and scream on the street corner? What do we do? No, I believe we do what God wants us to do. I believe that when our gut tells us it's wrong, it's wrong, don't do it. I believe when our gut tells us, or God speaks to us, to speak forth the word of God, no matter what people will think of us when we do that, that's what we're supposed to do. I believe we're supposed to love with the purity of heart that Jesus himself loved. Everyone. But... In loving everyone, we love them out of the power of God and not excuse the sin that is within the world around us. I read something the other day, and it said something like, it was in, in, in regard to a social issue that's before us. And the comment was this, there was this rally for this social issue. And someone in the comments said, it was really great to see so many churches represented. And the social issue is in direct, total defiance of the Word of God. But there you have it. Playing the middle ground. And being okay with it. Take a step back. That's where we have to start with these issues that are before us, as they have over the centuries and years. Take a step back, away from the world in which we live, just for a brief moment, and compare it into the Word of God. If the Word of God says it's wrong, it's wrong, no matter what's changed in the world. Period. And just because a few churches or many churches attend the event doesn't make it okay. It does not lower the bar that God has set for us. We must speak the word of God. Guess what? It says we shouldn't lie. Oh, Mark, come on. Everybody tells a little white lie. Yep, me too, guilty. 
but I'm choosing, slowly but surely, I'm choosing. It's a white lie today and a big lie tomorrow, and a lie that I have to continue to keep up to live and keep faith for the rest of my life. When the Bible tells me if I would just speak the truth, the truth would set me free. It would hurt. The truth hurts. But that's what God tells me to do. How many of us are we going to be willing as individuals and as a church body to speak forth the word of God no matter what the the consequences? Are we going to be willing? People will say we don't want any part of them. People turned on us this morning. We're foot tapping, toe tapping, and trying to clap. You tried. I'll give you a a B. (laughs) I give it. I'm good. It's... It's all about you wanted to. They turn it on and go, good gravy, this is not East Union Christian Church. They don't do that. I want them to recognize that above all else, that we're going to stand on the Word of God. And there's going to be a lot of tough times ahead for us because we stand on the Word of God. Because as soon as we speak this, the world's going to say we don't love. Well, I love enough for them to hate me now so that they'll get to where they need to go because they know the truth of the Word of God. Loving and being inclusive according to God's word means to be loving as God would love, not to accept or allow the bar to be lowered of the sin which inhibits our lives. This is scary, folks. There's no no in-between here in James and in other passages of the scripture, too. And it's not just, well, well, you're just, you just, what's the world called? You're a mediocre Christian. Ah! I'm not, I don't, that's not a category of the scriptures. You're either a Christian, a follower, who has accepted Christ, or you're not. Period. That's what the Bible says. And I would love for everybody, I, and I want everybody, that's my prayer, that everybody in the world would feel welcome to walk in here on a Sunday morning and feel welcomed and loved no matter where they come from, no matter what they got on their shoulders, and, and we would love them. But they, we would love them by giving them the word of God, not in a judgmental way, but telling them the truth so that we can help them set the path that will put them in the place where God wants them to be so that they can spend eternity in heaven and not in hell. That's love, folks. You know, we talk about tough love in our society, don't we? Zero tolerance. Tough love. But how do we, how do, we do it? How do we carry out those things that we have these coined phrases for? We do it by man's efforts. By man's efforts. Not by teaching the love of God and the truth of God and the plan of God. God doesn't want us to lie. He says no. He doesn't want us to murder. No. He says he doesn't want us to cheat. No. He doesn't want us to steal. No. It's not because he's a bad guy, but because he loves us and knows that those are destructive in and of our own lives. He has a plan for marriage. He has a plan for children and parents raising their children. He has a plan for working and being successful, working with your hands and working to earn a living and take care of your your family. He has a plan for, for people to exist within a government structure that is founded upon the Word of God, not upon people or strengths or greed or power. And we have to stop just accepting that everything's different because it's it's just a new time, Mark. It's a new time. It's not a new time. 
it's still a God time. And I don't know about you, but as I read this, I do not want to be an enemy of the living God. I do not want to be on the opposite side of God. I don't want to be a friend of the world. And I know I got work to do to get some of that worldly stuff out of my life. But he gives us that promise too. He'll help us. He'll help us to make that be something else and to continue our focus on the living God. I'm telling you folks, God is working in our midst. He wants his word to be proclaimed. And it's happening baptisms and people making decisions for Christ and people coming back to the faith and people digging into the word of God and people serving in ways that are just amazing. Just amazing. You are a part of that. You may not know it, but you're a part of it. Everything that happens within this body of faith, you're a part of it because you are here and you are supporting it and you are praying for it and you are serving And it's the small things that have the greatest impacts on the greatest number of people. And how did Jesus do it? We talked about this a few months ago. He did it one by one. It's a hello today, a handshake tomorrow, an open the door, a giving of an affigan, a feeding of a a meal. It's a a saying, hey, how are you? We, We care about you. How can we help you? Folks, that's what changes people for God. When we start acting and following the word of God. Where are you at? I caution you this. Just because we're sitting in these pews and in this building this morning. Don't be fooled. That you're a friend of God. Oh, this is definitely a big step in the right direction. Don't get me wrong. I'd rather have you here than not. Don't. That's, I'm not telling you to stay home next Sunday. <laughs> Hear me out. But I think sometimes we can make it feel so good on Sunday morning that we leave here feeling so good we don't know how, how dark of a place we're at. And only you and God can figure that out and if you're not spending time in prayer and if you're not spending time in reading the word of God alone with God and allowing him to speak to you and you listening you'll never figure it out because the deceiver the deceiver you see the other thing about if you study this passage and go into some of the other passages which makes it even more scary to me that if you're not a friend of God you're a friend of The devil. That's really scary. So we will proclaim the truth at all costs. We'll love at all costs. And we'll seek God's will at all costs. Friend, foe on the same team or an enemy <laughs>